I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Eric, how you doing, man? Oh, I am doing fantastic. How about you? I am doing extremely well. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, we talked about keys to this game. There's so many different things because there's some unknowns of whether or not Michael Thomas is going to be there. And then you've got, uh, obviously, Devontae Adams, Kenny Clark. There's some question marks there as well. Um, so you tell me, what do you think some of the keys to the game are? Because I don't think you can just say stop Kamara because you're not going to stop him. You're just kind of hoping to slow him down in one facet or the other. Well, you, I mean, the first thing is you want to try to make him – one-dimensional as possible. So you, you stop Kamara. No, I think it's more about being good on first and second down. Well, no matter what it is, we want they want to, for the Packers to be successful on defense. They got to be second and long, third and long. So the key is going to be on first down. Stop them. I don't care if they run. I don't care if they throw. On first down, you got to slow them down so that you know we get you get into the situations in second and long. Third and long, you know, the ball is going to be coming out of the quarterback's hand, and that's what that's what, what you want to do. The uh, the first couple of drives have not been successful defensively for the Green Bay Packers. Um, what do you see as the problem? I mean, we can talk about well, they make adjustments later on in the ball game, and that's great. But coming out of the shoot has been rather easy for you know for for opponents to run up and down the field on the Packers. What have you seen? Well, I think they're just kind of, you know, coming out of the shoot. They're, you know, they're kind of poking holes in the armor, finding out what's going to work, what's not going to work. You know, against the Lions, they had some some bad luck, and um, you know, they had some drop passes early. So that'll that'll change things a little bit if they can um, get that bugaboo fixed apart. But I I really like the way whether they score or not on the first drive or two doesn't have any uh, bearing on my opinion on how their offense is functioning because you see it functioning as the game progresses and they're able to um, to, to scheme guys open rather than, to, than rely on their physical ability. Uh, when we're talking in the passing game and, you know, the running game, that offensive line, I'm telling you, is playing really good. And that was one of the areas I had some concerns with coming into this season was how is it going to go down without Brian Bulaga? And at this point, I would say it's early. We're two weeks in. I would say they haven't missed a beat. The loss of Bulaga, where you said they haven't missed a beat, do you then get the sense that they would not re-sign Bakhtiari because they, they just can find linemen? No, I, I don't agree with that one. I, I think Bakhtiari, I mean, listen, he's got a, a far less injury record. Um, you know, there were some things in, in Bulaga's game that was you could start seeing down the road that it's probably not going to be too long uh, for him. Um, and primarily, you know, Bakhtiari's been healthy. And he looks like he's going to be healthy, you know, at the, at the start of here. So I think Bakhtiari is one you keep at this point. I think you got to give him that third contract. 
Yeah, well, then, and then you talk about Aaron Jones. Uh, is that guy that's going to get the second contract, his big contract, or do they let him walk? I think those two guys are – the Packers will figure out ways to get those two guys on in, in the fold. Now, some of the other casualties are going to – you know, there's probably going to be a casualty uh, at the center position. Um, so there's going to be a couple spots there that it's going to be tight, but I, I think those two fellows are definitely going to be on the team next year. That would make sense. Uh, getting into the defensive side of the football, and we talked about stopping Kamara, but Taysom Hill becomes a guy that they've used as a weapon, as kind of a gadget guy at times. He can throw the ball. He's been a receiver. He's been a guy that's done a wildcat. Uh, a lot of misdirection there when they usually use him. How detrimental do you think in particular – they're not going to use it all the time, but how detrimental do you think he can be as a weapon for Drew Brees this coming weekend against the Packers? Oh. That guy's a pain in the neck, isn't he? You know, what is he going to do? Is he going to run it? Is he going to throw it to him? Or is he, gonna, is he going to throw it? You know, what, the guy's a, he causes some issues, you know, and I would expect, okay, he's coming from Green Bay, and people say, oh, you know, when you're coming up the game plan, none of that matters. I bet you, I bet you there's going to be a fair amount of in the, in the uh, game plan for him um, <clears throat> this week, and it would be, it's going to be fun to see it, but, man, what a pain in the neck. I don't, I don't know what you do, I guess. If, if if it were my druthers on defense, the way he lines up, lay him down on the ground. You know, let's go let's go get physical with him and see how much he really wants to hang on to that football when he's um, getting tackled by eight guys. So that that would be the first thing that I think you'd want to do is just be real play with him, play him very very physical, um, and, and see how he reacts. Uh, going back to the weaponry. By the way, we're talking with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette. So <clears throat> Devontae Adams goes down. I'm not going to say who steps up, but what I'm saying is is how much does that limit the offense? Because while on one hand I say, well, look, they're just going to continue to spread it around. On the other hand, if you don't have to double Devontae, that changes the way you're going to play defensively, doesn't it? Well, it changes the way you're going to rush the quarterback. Yeah. You know, because everybody thinks, oh, well, if you, it's not the coverage. It's that you don't have to waste two guys on him so you can send another guy at the quarterback. That's that's where the, the hiccup is. That's the so what they need to do is do what they did last week, and they it's been working formation wise for them. But teams are going to start to get smart and and not fall for it. So when they come out in twenty one personnel, so so two running backs and a tight end, you know you saw that last week, and it was empty backfield. They ran bother receivers out there. So. But when you're a defensive coordinator and you see two backs and a tight end on the field, you're thinking, okay, they're going to line up traditionally I formation and pound the ball. Well, if that's it, so if the Saints see that formation and they come out and dime, well, then the Packers can just line up in I formation and pound the ball. Um, you know, so there's going to be some cat and mouse game that's going to happen in my estimation. But I think you saw what happens, what they did without Devontae last week is, all right, we're just going to incorporate our running backs and we're going to throw the ball all over the place. Those are our best offensive weapons at this point. That's what we're going to do um, until some, you know, some of the, the receivers kind of shake themselves loose a little bit. But I think early on we'll see, we'll get a good sense of what's going to happen if they're going to continue to to, to go into eleven personnel, if they're going to throw the ball downfield to the receivers, or if they're doing, they're going to whiz bang it up with with uh, running backs. And either way, so far it's been successful. Do you have any sense as to go, how good A.J. Dillon can be? I, everything you look at, I, I read when he's played, you read his stats or you read his grades, pro football focus, really, really high on him. Okay, but it's been very, very limited. So my question is, are they seeing something that, that is – because I get a sense they're just grading the plays. This is what it is. 
Don't read too much into it. He's just he's just good on the plays that he's been in there. But has he been that kind of a standout to where you go, you know what, I can see what this guy's going to be in the future? Not yet. No, but you saw so he likes to run downhill. I, I don't like his body lean. I'd like to see him uh, uh, lean a little bit more. I'd like to see him run behind his pads a little more. Um, and, and I thought, you know, he was kind of nimble, but he showed some explosive. You know, he's not going to get it. You know, he's not going to take a toss sweep around the corner. His, his value is A, B gap, maybe inside C gap, one cut, go pound the ball up front. I mean, that's that to me it looks like he – um, that's where his, you know his strengths are. That's where his he's going to be a weapon, uh, especially if this offensive line continues to run block like they have been. Um, you know that could be dangerous because now you got a linebacker um, or safety that's going to go tackle on them. That's where the trouble starts. Good stuff as always, my friend. And we will talk again on Monday and break it all down. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Enjoy your weekend. Sounds like weather's going to cooperate, so be good. And I think it's going to be one of our last weekends. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Right. I think it's going to be one of our last weekends of niceness. Remember last year at uh, thing or not at Thanksgiving at uh, Halloween, we had six inches of snow on the ground. It's getting colder this uh, this coming week, so yeah, get out and enjoy this weekend if you possibly can. Especially if you're like uh, going to do anything outdoors, motorcycle ride or anything like that, or even if you're going to do your yard work, you know, might want to get that in. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.